What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to Remember Country Music. We have an exciting one for you this week. We have my man Craig Campbell on the show. If you don't know his name, what, are you living under a rock? Come on. This is exciting. We got to talk about him coming up through Nashville and his new song, Nevermind, which is out now. You might have an announcement for us. Stay tuned. Craig Campbell on the RCM Podcast coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and uh, I am very, very, very excited to uh, welcome Craig Campbell to the show. Craig, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Hey, dude. Glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. Of course. Um, so anyone knows me, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Craig, so uh, this is super cool for me. But we're not going to dwell on my uh, on my fandom here, and we're just going to kind of get in and start talking. Um, Craig, you are... Uh, you are what we call, you're good at this. You're pretty good at this music thing. Let's be honest. Like you, you're pretty damn good and you know it, but um, you know, you've been uh, doing the whole music thing for a long time now and, uh, and um, you're pretty good at it. Obviously you moved to Nashville in 2002. Am I correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, finally made the, made the plunge in 2002. Yeah. Um, I could imagine that, what people call the game has changed a ton since 2002 because obviously social media and technology and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested to, to, to figure this out here is like, um, for you and, and I, and there are some things that we're going to get into here, but for you, you moved there and what'd you do? You, you, you went and played Broadway, right? You know, you just kind of went out there and played and, and, uh, did some demos too and, and things like that. Um, is that tough when you move to a town where you, where you know no one? I mean, did you know anyone? Uh, did you even have a plan or did you just say, I'm going to go do this thing and, and see what happens? Man, I didn't, you know, I didn't have like a, a plan. I knew there was a, I had a, a buddy of mine that lived here in the area and um, I knew him when I got to town, but I didn't know anybody. Dude. I, I just knew all I knew is I wanted to play music. My, my, the goal for me was to play music and pay my bills. Um, it took me about a year to year and a half to get my feet kind of wet and plugged into the music, like lower Broadway. That's what that my, my focus was lower Broadway. It's like, if I can just get on lower Broadway and play music, I'll be, I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I didn't know anybody. I just, I just came here blind and, and started working my way. And, and then I just started meeting people. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, a, I didn't know what to do when I got here, but I figured it out pretty quick. Yeah. So at what point for you, so you're growing up, you, uh, you're from Georgia, so you're growing up and um, obviously you have a very, um, I'll use the word traditional, but you just have a country sound. You just have a very country sound and, and, and the sound I think that, that, that a lot of people love. I know obviously I love, but um, um you know, what were you listening to growing up? What, what, cause I know you're, you're a big nineties guy. I mean, I'm assuming everyone's a big nineties country fan. I, you have to be, but you know, I know you're a nineties country fan. So what did you listen to growing up and what did you, what made you want to do this? Well, early on, it started out, I was uh, just surrounded by Southern gospel for many, many years. And then my brother got his driver's license and he started driving us back and forth to, uh, to school. 
And he was listening to people like Randy Travis and George Strait, Brooks and Dunn and all that. And uh, so when, when he got his driver's license, that uh, was around, yeah, around 1990, 1991. And man, my world got rocked, you know, cause that's when that, that whole class of not class of 89, you know, Alan Jackson and Clint Black and Tracy Lawrence and, and all those guys kind of hit the scene. And man, I just, it just, I got hooked. I was like, I, first of all, I just loved it. And I couldn't get enough of it. Matter of fact, my very first cassettes that I bought were Clint Black, Killing Time, and then the, the Tracy Lawrence Sticks and Stones album. Uh, but, but man, I became a huge Travis Tripp fan. Um, even though all that was going on, and I think Travis is just was was my favorite from day one, from the time I heard, you know, Country Club, um, and just I became a fan right away. And and so yeah, I I, I feel like that was the time I was the most influenced yeah. too. So uh, people ask, you know, who who were you influenced by? And and I feel I, you know I call those guys teachers because I mean that's when that's when I was just soaking it all in. So I feel like I was taught by by some of the best that yeah. have ever done. Yeah. That's, um, that's cool because, you know, I don't even like using the word influences. So I'm, I'm, I like the way that, that, that you rephrase that a little bit, but um, that, that's awesome. I always think about the fact that uh, what it would be like if I grew up in driving around, listening to that type of music. Cause I didn't do that. So um, I found it a little later on uh, down the road, but I always, th- I always thought about what it would be like if that's what I listened to. Maybe, I'd be a talented musician in some way or another. Maybe I'd be able to play something, sing something. I don't know if I listen to some good music. I mean, I listened to some good music growing up, but, but not that type of music. And maybe, maybe I would, uh, would be, uh, better off if I did, who knows, but, um, who knows, <laughs> who knows? You're right. Um, so you, uh, you said you were influenced by some, by some, uh, Southern gospel there. And, um, I know you're a big piano player. Um, which is interesting because I feel like, you know, the first thing people usually gravitate to is, is the guitar in, in, in most cases, I would say. And um, I kind of like that, that, you know, you, you love to play the piano. Cause I think it's different. I feel like not a lot of people appreciate the piano. Like, like it should be played. Um, was that your first kind of dip in the music? Was that your first love? Was that, was that something that came oh, yeah. easy to you that come easy to you? Um yeah, piano was piano is where it all started. You know, I'm growing up in church. And, um, every, you know, after service, my mama would hang around and talk to the ladies there at church. So I'd I'd have to kill time, and I always just I was intrigued by the piano, and and um, my mama recognized that I I loved it not not just because it made noise. You know, most kids they see a piano, they just want to bang on it as hard as they can. Uh, but I was I was interested in it. I wanted to play it. You know, I wanted to figure it out. And so yeah, they bought a piano and and brought it into our home, and and I taught myself how to play it. That's awesome. I used to I had a a small stand on the piano. Clearly, it didn't work out. But I had a small stand. I I took lessons for a little bit. Do you know what a tuna piano? Can you can you do that? No, no. no. That I've watched people tune it, and I have no desire to do that. It takes too much time. And there's, you know, there's 88 keys and then, but then some of these, some of these strings have three strings per key. And it's just like, no, I'm not doing that. What is the, uh, the first song that you, uh, that, that you really learned to play on the piano where, where 
you were like, oh, I love to do this. Not not like not, um, not like easy songs, but like you know something. I remember coming home from church one night, one Sunday, and, and we had sang a song at in church that day called "What a Day That'll Be." And I came home and I picked it out. I picked out the melody, uh, and I just got so excited. I woke my mom and my stepdad up from their nap, their Sunday nap, and said, "Guys, check it out. Listen to what I can do." Uh, that was that's probably yeah I, I remember that being the first song that I, I picked out i um i don't know i think the the, uh, the piano is such like a uh, it's such a beautiful instrument i feel like there's there's so much you can do with it and and um if you do it the right way it's uh, it's beautiful and it always it always is, is is a great way to um kind of a good backbone to a song i don't know if that's great right way to put it but um I just I think it's great and I think it should be it should be appreciated more is basically what I'm getting at here. Um so uh I mentioned Oscar Seven before you obviously before uh recording or before we started recording here, but um your first single, you put that out how many how many years later after you moved to town? Right at eight years, a little, a little yeah. over eight years. Yeah. So was it different to put out music? Like were, were people were people doing it the way that they're doing it now? Because obviously you can record music in your bedroom now if you really want to. I mean, it's not gonna sound the most it's not gonna be the crispest thing ever and, and the greatest thing ever, but you can do that now. Um, was the, were, were people putting, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, it was obviously different, but. Uh, no. Yeah. I think that, the, I, I think the, the, the being able to record at your home has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the, the approach in country music has been, has been the same up until the last couple of years. I mean, you know, when you when you have music, you need a record label to bankroll it to to be able to 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 promote it to radio, country radio, terrestrial radio, um, and you and it's, it costs a lot of money to do that. Yeah, uh, you got salaries, you got all kinds. So, and and up until about four or five years ago, that was the only avenue and the only um, vehicle to get country music out there. Uh, terrestrial radio was king but it's different these days man with spotify and, and apple music and and uh, amazon and just the streaming services people can just put music out all on their own and you know on tiktok and if it hits yeah. shoot man you don't need a record label yeah and to this day you like today you still don't need a record label unless you're going for uh country radio i mean because right. you can you can hire t- teams to do certain things like a la carte like if you want to if you want if you want to do some marketing you go hire a marketing team yeah. uh, you do i mean you got to have that money if, if you don't have the money then yeah you need to let a record label do it but if you got the money to do it i mean it's it's very uh it's a lot more access to to those things these days than there used to be right i it's it's funny because we think about it right and you know five six seven years ago I mean, I didn't grow up. I'm I'm 23. I didn't grow up with streaming services, but you know, well, to an extent. But you know, five, six, seven years ago, you think about it, and you think about how different it was pre Spotify and and pre Apple Music and pre all of that, um, because without radio, well, with radio, you're listening to, you know, the singles. That's what you're listening to. And then without, yeah. and then without the streaming services, you know how many deep cuts probably get lost unless you buy the album. And I always think about that because I love some. There, there are some deep cuts that are that are some of my favorite songs. And you always think about the fact that you know without the streaming services, you know you may never hear those songs, or or the the chance that you're going to hear them is, is 
is quite slim. Um, which I realized, if, you know, a little while back, I said, wow, you know, that really changed the game. We, we all did the whole, like I, I did the whole, you know, download off burnt, burn them and do all that stuff. I did. Obviously everyone did that, but yeah, um, the game is so different. The game is so different. And now that happened, that changed pretty quick. Like even when family man came out and fish, people were still doing, doing the whole, you know, uh, out, but you'd buy the album. You could go to Walmart, buy the album. Uh, or wherever you bought like hard copy CDs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then there was a really short window of people just uh, all, the only game in town was iTunes. And so if they heard a song on the radio, you would download that one song. Right. Uh, but then Spotify and all these streaming services, you know, came, came around and started really hammering down on that. So now you can, you can stream all of these songs just like you would if you were to go out and buy a record 25, 30 years ago. Um, it's just, you know, so yeah, there was a small window of, of the only, you know, people were downloading one song at a time and they, so they never got to hear the rest of the, the album because they were like, I'm not going to buy this, this album because I may not like these songs. Right. So right. yeah, it's, true. it's different. It's, true. it's different. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Um, you mentioned family man there. Uh, that was your your uh, your first single, and uh, it had top fifteen on Billboard Country Airplay uh, on the Billboard Country Airplay chart in uh, two thousand eleven. That was obviously a part of your your uh, your record there. Um, that song, I mean, do you think it kind of, was there was there um, kind of a reason you wanted to put that out as your single there? Um, obviously, you know, it's got that that ballad type, and and I think a lot of people really appreciate that. And um, you're great at that, uh, you know, at ballads and 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 I've clearly. Um, was it something that 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 just kind of where you were like, oh, I'm feeling this, and this is the song that I really want to push first, or was there other influences there? Or how'd that all go? No, I mean, you know, we there was a many many meetings uh, leading up to that. Like, what do we do? How do we introduce Craig to the world? How what do we what do we want people to know about him first? right out of the gate and you know family man was that song that's who i was that's who i want and so i wanted to be um and it was just it was an easy choice yeah that's cool um but then you go out and you put fish out well on the record you know fish is like the whole opposite end of the spectrum there i mean for the most part and uh then you show this whole other side of you which 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 kind of shows versatility right i mean it, it shows that you can kind of do it all and uh, play it all to an extent. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, that probably wasn't the best choice to do right away. I probably should have got a couple of singles under my belt before I put Fish out um, because they were so opposite of each other. Um, but but my thought process was every time I was playing live, I would play that song. Everybody was asking about that song. They weren't asking about any other songs that I was playing. So we we said let's let's you know let's take advantage of this enthusiasm. So we made it a single. But yeah, I think there was a disconnect. People that became fans of me through Family Man might have gotten turned off by the by the song Fish. Uh, but like you mentioned, it was I, I, both songs I wrote, and both songs were you know Family Man was who was was a. Uh, a very uh, autobiographical song right. in a sense, but then fish was just a funny song. 
Right. So I, I did want to show both sides. Maybe shouldn't have, maybe shouldn't have put them back to back like that. But um, you know, ain't no can't can't be crying over spilled milk. So exactly, um, I mean, it worked out. The song has got something like ten million streams. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it it worked out in that aspect. But I get I get what you're saying, and 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 uh, that makes sense. And then I've always thought about that. Um, you know, as people put music out and and kind of who they want to push themselves forward as and and show themselves out and so it's a strategy too you know obviously like you know i mean putting out one song you want to do something one way and then you know there's a lot of people that you know a lot i know a lot of young songwriters and a lot of young artists that put out four you know deeper songs that are that are maybe sadder or tell a deeper story and then they say okay i want to put out um five party songs just because that's just what i want to do um and i and i think it's a strategy it's it it kind of depends but i I mean in my eyes i i love the 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 deeper songs that's why i fell in love with this that's why you know i I like to do this and i like to talk about it because the deeper songs for for me usually mean something and i mean the fun songs are great too like i love fish right but I love outskirts of heaven and I love family man. And, you know, I, those are songs that I love because they're, you know, they're real and you're also not beating around the bush. You're just telling people who you are and, and what you want to say. Um, So that's important too. That's always important too. But I, but I completely understand what you're saying. I really do. Um, Can we talk about outskirts of heaven? Cause I kind of want to, but um, yeah. um, What is that? That for you, that song. Okay. I have been saying this for years and I'll say it now that uh, there are very few songs that are up there than a song like Outskirts of Heaven. I think it's just because it's just one giant prayer in my opinion, I guess, if that's what you want to say it as. And and it's beautiful and um, songs don't get written like that a lot. And um I just think it's incredible and it's going to be timeless and it is timeless and it's just fantastic. How, how did you go ahead and write that song? How do you sit down and write that song? Did you start on the piano? Did you, did you sit there and, and, and just write the words down and then put it, bring everything else after that? No, honestly, I just had the idea. I just had the idea. Um, and I had like all the, the pieces of that song were in my head as far as, you know, what I wanted to say. I had no melody, had no nothing. I just knew that, you know, when I die, I want to live on the outskirts of heaven kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I wrote it, I took it to my friend and and we just started writing. I wrote it on guitar and, um, and it just, man, it was just one of those divine, like outpouring, like we, we were there, we wrote it down, but I think it came from somewhere else. And, uh, some, some of those lines just didn't even, I didn't even know how good those lines were until weeks months later I'd, I'd, I'd hear the song and i'm like wow i didn't even catch that yeah uh but yeah very proud of that one yo you should be <laughs> you should be <laughs> um i think that those are some of the 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 most incredible songs the ones where, where you look back and you say i didn't catch that i didn't catch it the first time i didn't even catch that the second time you may have had to listen to it 10 times before you caught something um yep. and i still do that with so many songs because um there are times where I listen to songs and and you you listen to them, but you don't really hear them. And I think that when you're put in a situation where um, maybe you need a song, 
that's when you actually hear it. And I think there right. are times where I've been in situations and songs like that have come on or even that song in general. And I think, and I say, wow, like um, music really does something. I bet you, and I guarantee you that there are so many people that say that that song has done so much for them just because of, of just how, how wonderful it is. And, and, and I guess, you know, what you're saying and, and obviously it's done well for you. And um, again, it's timeless. timeless. I appreciate it. I'm it glad really you like it, man. Oh Thank my you. God, it really is. Um, geez, listen, I will tell you when I'm in the car and I listen to a song like that, when I listen to that song, I can't sing, Craig. I can't sing at all. I'm going to be honest. I can't. You sound like a dying animal. It's terrible. No one wants to hear it. But when I sing that song, when I'm alone, I sound like I could sell stadiums. I listen, we're not going to, you're never going to listen. You're never going to hear me do that, but take my word for it. You need to go ahead. Well, next next time you next time it comes on you in your car, I want you to record yourself and send it to me. <laughs> I'll send it to you, but you can't post it anywhere. You're not allowed okay. to post it All anywhere. Right. It'll it'll ruin my small reputation. You're not allowed to post it anywhere. <laughs> because I'll ruin the song. You're gonna be like, oh geez, you know, you, you maybe if I uh if I if I drink one too many beers, I'll send it to you. And then that, that'll be yeah. the, that'll be the uh, the go there. It'll be yeah, it'll be just for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what that's fine we'll, we'll, we'll take it I'll, I'll let you i'll let you have it <laughs> um so you uh so something cool that i learned about you is that um you actually pre-moving to nashville took a job as a corrections officer is that correct yep i was a correction that officer is... for about a little over two years yeah two years so did you do that like out of what was that? i guess out of college or can you do that out of high school is that no out of high school it was straight uh, straight i graduated high school in may and I was a correctional officer in August. Wow. Wow. Was it, uh, what kind what kind of, I mean, listen, I've, I've seen some, I've seen some of those like, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, shows or whatever it is, uh, about that, about, you know, the job, I forget what it's called. It's not live PD, but it's, it's something with correctional officers. And I watch it all the time because it's entertaining. What, what, what was that job like and how quick did you realize you didn't want to do it anymore? Well, whatever you think it is like on TV, it's, they obviously, they, they add drama to it, but yeah. um, it was, it was a chill job. I mean, I, I was a babysitter. I babysat grown men all day long. Uh, that's all. Uh, but and it wasn't the job that like, Oh, I don't want to do this. It wasn't anything like that, but I, it was just music was always just, there and it was the only thing I felt like I was good at so I didn't do music because I hated my job yeah I did music because it was it, it was just had such a strong pull on me mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been whether I was a correction officer or, or a ditch digger or a plumber it didn't it whatever that job was it wasn't going to have the pull that music did yeah <laughs> yeah because listen I I you know you you I think that applies for for a lot of people. I think that applies for also any job. You know, there are so many jobs that you want. There are so many jobs. There is a a particular job that I want, and the job I might be doing right now may not be that job that I want. And I mean, at one at some point, you know, you got to pull the trigger, and and it's it's a scary thing. But um, yeah, I, I, I you know, you just got to do it at some point, right? You just got to just got to go. You just got to just. You just got to do it. And it's a very scary thing to do, but you just have to go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. That's wild. I think that's so crazy to think that like, 
that that is just such a different job. You know, so many people say they work construction. So many people say they worked in in a trade of some sort, or you know, they did a normal nine to five and then realized that they didn't want to do it and 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 did music and and, and a correctional officer. I mean, what kind of training do you do for that? Did you do any like nothing? Literally nothing at all? Well, no, they sent they sent us to BCOT, which is basic correctional officer training, which you don't use any of those skills. They they That's tried to lie. teach you to like spontaneous knife knife defense, like you're having to block knives and this and block up and all that, like <laughs> none of that. And you know, they taught you how to yeah, and it was only like six weeks. So how much can you learn in six weeks? That's true. So, um it was it was useless training. They they paid us to train, which which was good. Um, but as far as learning anything, you didn't you didn't really learn how to do that job until you until they threw you into the fire. So you're telling me that 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 the AE network has been lying to me this entire time. <laughs> They've been exaggerating. Oh no, oh no. Now don't get me wrong. I believe there are some prisons out there, like federal prisons, uh, that are that are rough. But but. On a, on a correctional level of like at the state level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got your handful of inmates that, that want to act silly sometimes, but for the most part, everybody, as long as you respect them, they'll respect you. Kind That's of true. That's true. That's true. Hey, I never thought we would talk about this here, but uh, we did. So here, here, here you go. You know, you always, you always got to, uh, you learn something new about someone every day. Right. Um, so you, you, you're, well, you know, I'm flipping back and forth here between the weird stories and and the uh, and the normal music stories here, but uh, you had a chance to um, to to play keyboard for Luke Bryan and, and Tracy Bird, and that's pretty damn cool. That's pretty cool. Um, obviously, that that helped you connection wise, just like anything else. Just like everything I always talk about here is that no matter what industry you're in, connections make a difference, and and, yeah. and you kind of just. Um, if you're in the right spot at the right time, you meet the right people, everything will work out. And, you know, obviously that, that is a really great job, a really great gig that you had there. And, um, it must've been cool to, to be out with them and, and especially, you know, obviously seeing what Luke's become and, and who, who Tracy is, obviously, I mean, you can't beat it. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome no matter what. No, I had a good time, man. You know, and, and uh, actually I played Luke played for Luke first right. uh, before Luke had a record deal. Um, and Luke was very helpful early on, even, even, even so far as like, he, he fired me uh, with the idea that you don't, he's like, you don't need to be sideman to anybody. He said, you need to be doing your own thing. Cause I guess he had, he had saw me sing downtown lower Broadway one time. And he, he, uh, he, he was like, dude, he said he was telling everybody about it, but he never could remember my name. And then one day he heard me during sound check. He's like, Oh my God, you're the guy that I saw. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to help you. He said, when we get back to Nashville, I'm going to introduce you to everybody I know. And uh, that was, that was pretty awesome. And then I guess about a year later, I, I got the Tracy Bird gig. Uh, and that was fun. You know, I got to see, I got to see what the road was like from a, from a side man's point of view, which is awesome for me now because I treat my guys differently knowing what they're having to go through uh, on a daily basis, you know, as, uh, as, as side men and side people that do different jobs. So it was, it was a very, it was awesome learning experience yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
Um, do you think that, well, you know, obviously you said it's a learning experience, which, which I think anyone can take away from, but it's crazy for me to think that, you know, a voice like yours is playing keyboard for, for what's become one of the biggest names in country music and, and um, a legend in, in, in that, in most eyes in country music. And you think about it, how many guitar players for, for whoever, you, some of the biggest names, how many guitar players, how many keyboard players, how many drum players probably have kick-ass voices and just, you just don't know yet. And that's, that's, that's crazy to think about. I can name a couple off the top of my head. I know that there are some that um, are great songwriters and they have fantastic voices and they might be playing guitar right now or they previously have been playing guitar for whoever. And I think it's yeah. crazy because everyone's just so talented in a town where, where there's just so much talent. It's intimidating. It's yeah, no, this town's full of people, full of, full of crazy town. I mean, when you think about Nashville, they call it Music City for a reason, you know. Yeah. And that's, um, and it's not just country, obviously. There's, yeah, and and but if you're good, in a, on a music musician level, or if you're not good, you will either have to step your game up immediately, or you'll get you'll get you know, you get to where nobody will ever call you for a gig because there's, you know, for a guitar player, there's, there's a thousand of them yeah. that, that can play really, really good. So you either got to stay up with it or you gotta, you just gotta go back home. Did you ever find yourself when you were playing keyboards, did you ever find yourself um, kind of getting comfortable or, or did you not allow yourself to get comfortable or, you know, no, I never. I, when you say comfortable, I'm assuming you're just like, "Hey, this is fine. I'll just keep doing this for the rest of my yeah, life." Is no, that what no, you're I mean, yeah, yeah, to an extent, yeah. No, I, you know, and people warned me about Lower Broadway. They was like, "Don't, don't do the Lower Broadway thing because you'll get stuck down there. You know, you'll, you'll start making good money, and you're like, "Hey, this is fine. I'll just do this." But I never looked at it like that. You know, I'm, um, I love playing music, and I did. Now there was a, there was a a brief moment where I was playing down there a lot and I was like, Oh my God, this sucks. Um, so I started kind of peeling it back a little bit, just doing the gigs that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I loved it. So I didn't, I didn't look at Broadway as a, as a, a, a ditch right. stuck in. And every day was different, right? I mean, I'm sure you saw some, some ridiculous stuff down there. I, I've been, I've been to Broadway. I've seen some, I, you know, I, I've only been a handful of times, but I bet you it gets pretty crazy down there. And uh bet you it's a good time too every once in a while, you know. But but I, I get what you're I saying. It, I think it's a little crazier now than than I was when I started. I was when I played down there 15 years ago. And yeah. and uh, you know, there was only there were no three level bars, there were no three <laughs> rooftop bars, there were there were none. So between Fifth Avenue and, and and the river, you know, there might have been 10, 12 bars. Now there's a hundred. Yeah. Everyone in their mother's got always packed. Yeah. And they're always packed. Every one of them. It's kind of crazy. It's wild. I it's funny because um, you know, like I told you, my I have family in Nashville and and my aunt lived he grew up here in Jersey and she moved there and she said there's more Jersey people in Nashville now than there are. Nashville people in Nashville and, and and she says all her neighbors are from Jersey and they're all from everywhere else and it's a bunch of transplants all put in one spot and it's become Nash Vegas yeah. in the last 10 years I mean she moved there you know 
however many odd years ago, it's been a while if my cousin's like 20, sorry, Annalie, but um, you know, it's been a while. And, and uh, she says become Nash Vegas. And it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, I see it. It's crazy. It's wild. No, they're talking, they're talking about, they're talking about Nashville becoming more like Vegas every day. There's uh, they're start they're looking at building some stuff over by where top golf is, which is kind of off the beaten path. Uh, but you know, an MGM and all that, it's like, it's, it's coming. It's wild. Hey, oh, geez. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Listen, you put out a lot of good music in the last two years and are in the last, I guess, last year, uh, 2020 and 2021. Um, and you took probably, I'd say like what, two year hiatus. Does that kind of make sense? You know, you took a little bit of a break there and you put out some music. Yeah. I'd say a little over two years, almost three years around that. Um, how refreshing was that for you to you kind of hop back in the saddle, put some stuff out? Because I mean, you put out one, two, three, you know, you put out what six songs, six, seven, something like that. I put out four last year and three this year, so seven, yeah, seven songs. Um, well, honestly, it was it was it was it something I'd been looking forward to because up until up until twenty. 19 i was with a record label mm -hmm. and then finally we split ways and i was like this is perfect this is, i'm i'm gonna put my music out myself i don't need i don't need y'all anymore uh and i had all these songs that i've been sitting on because the record label would never put them out uh so we said let's put them out one and then COVID hit so that kind of messed up our plans so but still we just we we decided to just put put a song out every two or three months um and that worked and then you know obviously more recently we just put out nevermind and now nevermind is is something where we're putting a little more effort behind with radio and, and just to see what happens uh we're excited about it it seems to be catching some good traction so fingers are crossed yeah it's great it's 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 a great tune i think um so I, i'm 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 glad you brought up uh kind of why you know you've been um you know, why you took that break, I guess. Um, but uh, do you think that, you know, at this point now you get to kind of do, do music your way, you get to put it out your way, you know, do, do what you want to put out. Maybe if you want to change it up a little bit, you can do that because, you know, you're not with that label and you can kind of just pump them the way you want to pump them out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it it's so, it's so like, for instance, when you're when you're signed to a record label, you have a song you write, you're you're crazy excited about it. You go in and you record it, and you take it to them, and they say, "Oh yeah, we don't like it." Uh, that sucks. And so now, I have songs that I, and I refuse now to to record anything that I don't love. Respect. And so now that's just the that's that, that's my process. I love the song. I get to record the songs that I love the way I want to record them. We can put them out whenever we want to put them out. Uh, all that. And there's, there's only me and my wife that have to make that decision. And it's just, we love it. We, we just, it's the way it should have been. I respect that so much. I really do. Because I think there's something we said about, you know, everyone, there are different ways to do this. I mean, you know that I know that there are different ways to do this. And, um, you're doing it because you love the music and you're doing it because you want to, you know, 
do it your way. You know, you want to, there, there's a certain sound that you want to put forward and there's a certain way that you want to do this and you're doing it your way and you're not going to, you know, have that change unless, you know, whatever you want to put out is going to be put out is what I'm getting at. Sure. Um, which is respectful. I think that anyone, you know, that's how you want to do it, do it that wow. way. And, and I think that that is a fantastic way to do it. And there are a lot of successful people that do it that way. And uh, I respect that. I respect that a lot. I really do. Um, 2020, you put out It's About Time. All my friends drink beer. Talk country to me. I think I missed one. I can't remember. Fly my country flag. There you go. There you go. Um, a lot of fun songs there. Um, a lot of great songs there. Was there a reason why you decided to go that way? I'm assuming that the ones that you've put out this year have, were already written, maybe not, maybe. Um, was there a reason why you decided to put them out the way you put them out? Well, It's About Time was already written. I didn't write it, but it was already recorded. But okay. um, so, but yeah, like uh, I went in and recorded all my friends drink beer and talk country to me. Um, and I knew I wanted to do all my friends drink beer because I, I had a great idea for the video. And, and mm-hmm. so we were going to do that. And it was a great look. It was a great party song for, yeah. for the live shows and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And then Fly My Country Flag came out of nowhere. I was like, I don't really didn't have a plan for for that but then we thought about you know fourth of july and all that and it just we just made it happen uh so but yeah those those first three or four songs were were kind of mapped out but um not like to a t we just knew that we wanted to put those out it comes by it goes back to the thing of you just want to do it you know you go with the flow you exactly. see how it works right and uh yeah, that's that's great. I think that that is really good, um, and I also think all my friends drink beer. I mean, listen, I I drink beer to that song all the time because it's fun and it's 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 a party song, and I think it's great. I really do. I uh, I was I was drinking to it this weekend. Let's just say that it, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, so twenty twenty one, you put out a song that I um, you obviously. So I'll just listen to put out good things come. Wow, can't talk today. Good things come to those who drink. Uh, what a what a girl will make you do. And never mind. And never mind is the newest one. Obviously, it's been out um, for for uh, for a few weeks here. And uh, but I really want to talk about um, what a girl will make you do because I don't know. It's just a, it's it, I think it's got that that uh, that sound that that I think that people gravitate towards. And I think writing wise, it's, it's, it's done really well. And, um, what, what, what was your, obviously I know your, your, your inspiration behind that, but, um, why, why that one at this time? Well, I knew, like, I just, I loved it. I thought, and every time I, it was one of those songs that when I would play it for some people, they would, they were just like, dude, that song's a smash. And, you know, um, and I, I talked to my co-writer Blake Bollinger, who's who's also a producer himself. And I said, "Hey, let's let's put this song together." Um, and we already had like the nuts and the bolts of it all, uh, but it was COVID and Zoom, like so we we didn't actually get into the studio and record that that song like a like a, a real session. Mm-hmm. These and these guys were recording there every each individual part at their house, which was kind of weird. I've never done it like that. Uh, so, but Blake, you know, hats off to him for, for being able to put all that together and, and like a big old jigsaw puzzle. And, um, and we, I think we created something pretty unique 
uh, I knew exactly what I wanted it to sound like, and and he nailed it. So, um, yeah, it was it was just it was one of those songs that was a no brainer to to put out. So wow, so you pieced it together through then through through I guess. Wow, that's wild. That's crazy. I, I always think about that because people have done that before, obviously, and I always think about um, how how like how that's possible, you know, with with someone playing something here and and vice versa and um i i can't even fathom trying to piece together a song without without being there i mean how do you even sing vocal stuff i'm so sure you have all the instruments but the, in your in your well no i went now granted i look without getting too political but yeah I, you're I'm, good. I'm a i have I've been a, a an alpha American from day one. I, so I was ready to go into the studio. I'll go into anybody's studio, hug anybody, shake hands with anybody at any time from day one. But a couple of the guys in, in the you know in, in the music production world, they they were they were pretty pretty uh, observant. There you go. With with That's what the, what what everybody was was the the rules everybody were, was putting into place, and so. I had to, I had to do it that way. Um, but as far as vocals, no, me and Blake, I, I went to his house and did it. We was like, I, you know, I'm not going to do these. I'm let's, let's do this the right way. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's crazy. I think about it. And, and this, you know, this last, this last year for us, um, is, uh, pretty, uh, was pretty crazy. And I'm sure for, for, uh, for you guys, it, it was, it was, I know for you guys it was worse, but um, that that is wild to think that you put that song together, and um, you know it's just it's just different. That, that's what I'm getting at. It was it was different, and I'm it, it, it's it, I appreciate it so much more that 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 all happened and that you guys were still able to put it out um, in light of the circumstances. But so good for you, really, honestly. That, that's uh, that's awesome, and. I think you have a lot to be proud of for that song. I think that song, uh, you know, really, really showed that different side and that other side to you that that maybe a newer fan may not have uh, may not have known of at that point. Um, and that's cool. I think that's cool. If if someone came in and said, "Oh, who's Craig Campbell?" and they went and listened to that song, then I think that they'd say, "Oh, this is Craig Campbell." And I think that right. that's awesome. And then they go ahead and listen to you know all my friends drink beer and realize that you know he's also a you know a fun guy that. That likes you know have a good time too. So um, getting back yeah. to that versatility question, or versatility comment, that is true. Like you know you get to put out a bunch of good stuff, and um, that's my favorite part about country music is that, and I guess that maybe that's some people's least favorite part too. But for me, my favorite part is the fact that you can hit both sides of the spectrum, and it can still be fantastic songs, and and the writing's great, and the production's great, and everything about it's great, um, and that's my favorite part. That's really what I'm getting. Yeah. At. But uh, I think that's awesome, Craig. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any advice for 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 uh, some of the younger people that are kind of um, getting in and cutting their teeth here? I talk to people that are, I you know I I talk to people that are twenty, and then I talk to people that are twenty five, thirty, and they've been doing it for a long while. And you know sometimes these these young kids don't even have it figured out. And, and you know sometimes. You know, the ones that think that they might have figured out don't even have it figured out either. So do you have any advice for, for people that are cutting their teeth, trying to trying to get rolling and, and, and trying to figure th some things out? Yeah, I mean, 
there's a couple of pieces of advice that are hard hard to stick to, uh, but I would say something that's not hard to do at all is just start writing songs, write songs. Be you know, Luke Brown told me this one time. He says, "Man, there's nobody can tell your story better than you." So um, that's a big deal. Write songs, learn an instrument, be able to accompany yourself. I'm not saying you have to, but it's pretty cool to be able to sit down and grab a guitar and play a couple of songs you wrote. Um, um, when it comes to music, do what you love, love it, believe in it. I mean, at the end of the day, we are salesmen. We, we have a product. Our songs are our product. If you don't believe in your product, you will not be able to sell it. Um, so don't record anything you don't love. And because you know, something Tracy Bird told me one time, he's like, don't record anything you don't love because what will happen is you'll end up singing it for the rest of your life. But that, I mean, that's, that's the good side of it. Now the bad side of it is, is you'll have to sell something that you don't love. Um, you know, stand your ground. If somebody tries to force you to do something you don't want to do, don't do it. I know that sounds hard to do. Lots of times when the record label's paying for everything. But at the end of the day, you got to lay down and say, man, I, this is my, this is my career. When they look, when people go and stream these, this music, they're not looking at who the record label is or who the producer is. It's they're, they're, they're looking at who the singer is. Uh, so just be who you are at all times. Hell yeah. yeah, that's perfect. That's great. and the cream rises to the top. You know, if you're good, you're good. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. You got to But I will say that there's a lot of cream, so you gotta, you gotta want it worse than anybody else. You gotta, you gotta. Nobody's gonna give it to you. You gotta go get it. That's right. You know, I'm gonna take some of that advice for myself too. If, if you don't mind, I'm going to take that last piece too. Cause uh, I think that that's, uh, that's really important. And, um, you know, like you said, hard work, hard work, even, even if there's talent, uh, what is that one line? Who said that Yogi Berra? I don't even remember. Someone said, uh, hard work beats talent when, when, I don't know, I'm going to mess it up. So I'm not even going to finish it, but <laughs> you know, there's with talent, you need hard work. If you don't have hard work, talent won't rise through. Let's just make that up. That's what I'm getting at. Right. That's, that's it. right. That's it. There's a lot of people. Look, dude, you and I both know there, there is a lot of music that's out there that's on the radio that's crushing it that those guys or girls may not be the most talented, but they are hard workers. And they made it happen. Occasionally, you'll have somebody that's super, super talented and a hard worker. And that's just, that's just icing on the cake. That's right. No, don't take any shortcuts either. I think that's the no. biggest thing I learned, especially from looking from the outside in here is if you take shortcuts, um, it's going to bite you in the ass. I think, I think that's what I think. Um, no doubt. And, and from, like I said, from the outside looking in, if I can notice that, then I think a lot of people will notice that, especially if you're, if you're someone trying to, you know, do this from the end, but uh, Craig, man, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, uh, I've been uh, trying to get this done for a little bit here, but um, like I said, I'm a fan. So it was great to get, sit down and talk to you, get to hang with you a little bit. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you have next. You got anything that you want that, that you're able to say, you got anything that, 
might be in the works. Any, 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 anything exciting? If you can't say anything, don't say it. But well, I mean, other than my new song "Nevermind" is out, you know, and that's I'm, I'm excited about that. But we are working on a full-length double album uh, that we're going to hopefully drop out, uh, drop this this fall. So the first half will come out this fall for sure. Maybe the second half will be the first first quarter of 2022. But yeah, I've been working on some music, and it's I'm I'm, I'm excited in the fact that. Uh, it's very reminiscent of my first album, which I think uh, a lot of people have, have. I wouldn't say they're not fans of mine after some of the newer music that I put out, but they were like, man, I sure wish you would put out stuff like Family Man and Music to Me and, and My Little Cowboy. So a lot of this new record is going to be very, uh, very reminiscent of that first record. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Very nice. I'm very excited to hear it. I'm very excited to see what you got coming on. Um, that'll be great. Double albums, man. Gotta love them. Yeah. Gotta love them. Big fan albums. That's going to be awesome. Craig, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everybody, if you want to go follow Craig on Instagram, you can follow him at Craig Campbell TV, all one word. Uh, everybody, this is another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember, rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. As always, I'm Kyle. That's Craig Campbell. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you.